This is Sylvia Myers. And I'm Priscilla Phoenix. And you're listening to Do Do You You Have Have Space Space For Me? Was that like your whole spine or just like part of it? That was like my shoulder. That would have been nice if it my whole. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's weird, but I like watching those videos on YouTube of chiropractor adjustments when they do like the really loud cracks and I'm like oh yeah but that felt good I don't know what that pleasure is like because I've never been to a chiropractor so I'll let you have that moment it's so weird like when I go sometimes my back and stuff doesn't crack real good but like the times that it does when I leave I literally feel lighter like I'm like I've got more pep in my step or whatever yeah maybe it's all that stress coming out your bones yeah joints cracking out all the stress he's like he's like he's like be gone be gone stress yeah welcome to do you have space for me (laughs) do you have space for chiropractic talk Uh, i'm sylvia myers and i'm priscilla phoenix and this is our podcast about stuff thanks for coming and joining us today woo it's sunday we tired. And we're tired and we're recording. We partied all weekend. Woohoo. Okay, thanks. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so good talk, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, so- we got to go to what? Natural Tunnel mm-hmm. in Virginia. We did a road trip. Yeah, it was nice. We had a lot of fun. We sweated our balls off. We sweated our balls off and it was 140 steps, but very worth it. Yeah, like, okay, when you think about it, 140 steps doesn't really sound, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but these steps were, like, so freaking steep and uneven, and some of them were, like, up to our knees, like, yeah, what? Obviously, we were not endorsed by Natural Tunnel to do any advertisement on Natural Tunnel. It was beautiful, though. I mean, it was worth it. It was really worth it. It was so pretty and so much cooler. Like, it was at least, what, five degrees cooler? Down at the Down bottom. Down at the bottom than it was at the top. Yeah, it was probably even cooler, like, in the actual in tunnel. The, yeah. But we can't go in it because of laws. Basically a railroad. Guess which railroad? Norfolk Southern. It's not the one that spilled mm-hmm. the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So today, we are talking, obviously. But also, we're talking about... The Cherokee Legend of Spearfinger and Stone Man. Ooh, interesting. You knew I was doing Spearfinger. You didn't know Stone Man. Yeah, I didn't. So I'm excited to hear about Stone Man. I need my glasses. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know much about words. What are they? Does anybody else just like lose their train of thought as soon as they hit 40? Like, does it, is it like in a contract somewhere that we don't know about? Like, as soon as you hit 40, your brain just is, is, is gone. There's like no bringing it back. To be honest, I think mine started before 40. (laughs) Mine too. Dude, how do you keep your glasses clean? So Sylvia got some new glasses yeah. and um, Sylvia has uh, never experienced the joy of wearing them before. So, yeah, like I've had glasses in the past and uh, they I didn't couldn't tell a difference. So I just didn't wear them. But this time I can tell a difference. So I obviously need them. But my brain is focusing on all the little tiny dirt 
on the glasses and it's driving me nutty. Okay, so anyway, back to what we were talking about. Chiropractors and glasses and Spearfinger and Stone Man. I was going to say, I had heard of Spearfinger, but mm -hmm. I don't know a lot about Spearfinger. So I'm not... I'm not very knowledgeable in it. I do have that book, though, but, you know, mm -hmm. I hadn't read much about it because you were going to do the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I purposely was like, don't look up stuff on Spearfinger. <laughs> I will spear you. I don't know if you remember back in, I think it was like episode 14, I was talking about the different trails and stuff, and we talked about Norton Creek Trail and how there's like a ghostly light that floats around mm -hmm. and directs lost hikers back to safety and it's rumored that it's the spirit of a father who his daughter um, was taken by Spearfinger or something like that. Ooh, Do you kind of remember that yeah, little bit? Yeah, I remember that, yes. Okay, so yeah, today we're, we're going to talk about her, Spearfinger, Ooh. and then Stone Man later. So my sources are Wikipedia, thesmokies.com, piddlin.com, which is spelled P-I-D-D-L-I-N.com. I know, right? <laughs> piddlin. Are you okay? That is such a southern word. I know. We just be over here piddlin. Piddlin' round. Piddlin' round. You want to come over? <laughs> it's actually a pretty decent website, too. <laughs> All right. Paranormalcatalog.net, W-A-T-E.com. There are some YouTube videos by this lady named Kathy Littlejohn, and she is part of the Cherokee Nation, and she's, like, one of their storytellers. So, Ooh. she... I, I watched a couple of her videos about Spearfinger and that W-A-T-E.com. That's, that's, like, a news station, I think, in Knoxville, and they have a few of her things and stuff, too. She has more stuff on YouTube, but she's just... The way she tells stories is so interesting. Like, she just seems really cool. And then the book, Eastern Cherokee Stories by Sandra Muse Isaacs, that mm -hmm. you had also referenced. We'll just start off with Spearfinger. So in my research about this, I've found a lot of words like witch, monster, and ogress to describe Spearfinger. Mm -hmm. But as you did have covered in your episode, she's actually part of the Ushkashetti. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. They are basically non-human creatures who bring balance to the earth. And there are certain Dushkasheti that have deadly personalities, but who can unintentionally bring about good things for people. Uh, both Spearfinger and Stone Man, Stone Man fall into that category. Hmm. I'm like nervous. Why are you nervous? You I don't know. Be... You're just talking to your best friend. You're just talking to my best friend. What if we just did? I'm not even high, dude. I'm just weird. <sighs> Here we go. Spearfinger said to be a shapeshifter with skin as hard as stone and her right pointer finger made out of sharp bones shaped like a spear. Hence the name Spearfinger. I'm trying to imagine what that looks like. In one account, it was described, like, her finger was described as an obsidian knife. Ooh. I don't know if it just meant it looked like it or if it was made of obsidian. Um, and then that account also claims that Spearfinger had immense physical strength and could lift boulders to either create new mountains or to use in destructive ways. 
It is said she got her stone-like skin after building a rock bridge that spanned high through the air toward the upper world, which I think is possibly like the spirit world, maybe where ancestors or people of importance live and basically like help guide their loved ones on earth. I'm not sure. That's kind of how I interpreted that. So anyway, when the higher beings saw this, they became upset and stuck down the bridge. And then that caused the stones to kind of like tumble down onto her and give her her stony skin. Mm. And supposedly the remnants of this huge rock, which is called tree rock is in Blount County, Tennessee. Um, like, I think there's actually like a park there and I think we should probably go there. Spearkinger had what? Oh, sorry. I was trying to hold back a yawn. Sorry. Our, my computer just popped up a like memory picture and it was a memory picture of Priscilla and I from last year. One year ago today. Spearfinger had an insatiable hunger for livers and livers only, which sounds really gross, but I am not here to yuck anyone's yum. I've heard livers are very, 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 very good for your body though. Nutrients. Yeah, like they have a lot of iron and stuff uh -huh. in it. I know um when my dad was going through his cancer treatments and stuff, they were trying to build up his iron and they were like, he needs to eat a lot of liver. <laughs> Just so like did it was like liver, liver liver and spinach or something like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Spearfinger was kind of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, think about it. She eats livers anyway. That's rude. I probably shouldn't say that. But anyway, she seemed very bitchy to me because she would she would do stuff like she would use the Cherokee customs to her advantage. So, like in the fall, the Cherokee would set brush fires on the mountains to help them find and roast chestnuts. Mm -hmm. So she would wait and see where the smoke was, and then she would know that's where the people and their delicious, juicy livers are. Oh, my God. So, see, she would, like, kind of use that. Yeah, she would track their yeah. customs. That's messed up. And then the smoke would also give her, like, it would kind of, like, hide her. You know, like, she yeah. could sneak around in smoke and not be seen Well, yeah, because well. she's also stone, too, right? So her color is right. Yeah, and grayish tones. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast the other day. It was like a 10 minute podcast and it was really interesting at first. And then they mentioned that she had yellowish skin and she smelled really bad and there was flies that would follow her. I cannot find that anywhere else. So I don't know where they got that information. I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but I cannot find that information anywhere else. I'm assuming she, in my mind's eye, I would think that she looked like, you know, the people... It's mainly older women because it was really popular to tan to excess in the 80s and 90s. But they have, their skin has become like kind of leatherish and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I am picture, but like more than that. Like, I don't think she looks straight up like a walking boulder. Yeah. And also, I do know that they can describe what would now be considered demonic, which back then, if you think in Native American times, not either, mm -hmm. right? They would identify those kind of spirits smelling like sulfur and sulfur smells like rotten eggs. Mm -hmm. So that might be, that might be when they said they, she smelled, maybe? Yeah. just if she's like sneaking up, you know, and the fires could kind of mask that in a That's way. That's true. That's a really good point. So, actually. So a lot of times she would shape shift, Shafe shift? 
the editing. The shape of water. <laughs> We're gonna go see the shape of water and see where the shape shifting. <laughs> The amount of editing I'm going to have to do on this episode already, and we're only 15 minutes in. Just think if I didn't have my glasses on. The smarticles. Welcome to my world, bitch. Dude, this, guys, this is how we talk. Like, this is our conversations all the time. Can you imagine? It's awesome. It's it's hard for some people, and we respect those people. Yeah. And if that's one of you, we're sorry. That. It's almost like we have our own little language or something. All right. Come on, Sylvia. You can do this. Just power through it. You got it. A lot of times she would shape shift into a cute little granny looking lady and find the children who were out picking berries or just playing and having fun. She would approach them and talk to them sweetly and convince the children to lay on her lap and let her play with their hair, which actually sounds really sweet. Uh huh. The children would put their heads on her lap and she would gently stroke their hair and sing them to sleep. Like I said, that sounds super darling Mm -hmm. and sweet and granny-like. But no, it wasn't. Because then she would stab them in their heart or their neck and pull out their liver and shove it into her mean old pie hole. I was going to say, how could she sit there and like lovingly dote on these kids and not want to eat their their liver? Well, you just answered my question. Because like I said, she's got bitchy qualities. (laughs) Apparently, she was really skilled at doing this because usually there was no noticeable puncture wound and the victim would not have any pain. They would not even know that they had been attacked by Spearfinger until they slowly started getting sick and dying over the course of a few days because they didn't have a liver. That's messed up. Yeah. I am a little bit confused as to how she got the liver by stabbing them through their heart or their neck. Because isn't your liver lower in your body? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Well, yeah, I would assume your liver is close to your kidney. What if we're completely wrong? Okay, listen. No, we're not wrong. (laughs) Never. We're never wrong. Well, no, we're wrong frequently, but I'm thinking that we're not wrong. I'm I'm thinking we're not wrong, too, but what if if we are? But also, uh, this is a side quest. I thought your liver was close to your kidneys. No shit. And we have a phone to verify if that's where it's at. I mean, it's not really that important, but in my mind, it made me squirrel. Maybe her finger, her spear finger was like super long and it went like from their neck and it went like down into your body. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I forgot the word body for a minute. It's got a little hook on it. It's like, uh, it's like one of those Pez, like little. A Pez dispenser, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Or a claw. Yeah. For a game, you know? Yeah. And it comes out and then it's like, grabs the liver and like pulls it back up. Yeah. I don't know. She was very sneaky though. Spearfinger loved liver so much that she had a song that literally went, liver, I eat it. I don't know if that's the tune. (laughs) There's another line to it, but it's in Cherokee and I don't want to mess up the pronunciation and stuff. So I will just stick to that. But, I mean, it could have been more like hip-hop-y, like, Liver, I eat it! Liver, I eat it! Liver, I eat it! Yeah, that's probably, like, when she's, like, in the middle of eating it by herself in the forest. Yeah, kind of like when I'm hangry and I finally get food and I start kind of doing that little dance. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to start singing Liver, I eat it, even if I'm not eating liver. Or maybe it was more like, Liver, I eat it, yeah! Liver... I eat it. Yeah. I mean, that, that could also 
I mean, I think that was a little bit before, like she was a little bit before that time. But you know, if that if that's how the jingle came about, that would be a good like, source. Liver. I hate it. Okay, so one thing that sucked about Spearfinger, other than her questionable taste in food, is that since her skin was basically made of stone, or at least stone-like, no weapons could pierce it. She probably thought she was pretty hot stuff because of that. You know, out here yeah. shape-shifting and being tricky and thinking no one could get her and her stony skin. And singing about how she likes to eat livers. Yeah, arrogant. Several of the Cherokee villagers put together a council to discuss how to defeat Dingle Spearfinger. Spearfinger. Knowing that she used their customs to her advantage, they came up with a plan. They got together and dug a deep pit in the woods, then covered it with leaves and branches to disguise it. When you were a kid, did you ever watch the Swiss Family Robinson? Mm -hmm. Do you remember when they did that? Mm -hmm. And they like, it was a trap to track the tip. Whoa, hello. To trap a tiger, I think it was. That's what it reminds me of. I don't know, but that's that's kind of what that made me think of. Pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, she's stone. She's going to fall right through all that. Yeah. Okay, so they dug that pit and disguised it. And then they started setting brush fires like they would normally do to harvest the chestnuts. And when Spearfinger saw the smoke, she was like, it's go time, baby. Yeah. And made her way down the mountain. She shifted into that old lady disguise and hid her creepy finger and when she saw some of the Cherokee men, she tried to trick them into helping her. You know, like the little old lady, I need help finding livers or whatever. Um, but they, of course, saw through that. They started shooting arrows at her, but the arrows just shattered against her stony skin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really fucking pissed Spearfinger off. I mean, I get that. That would piss me off. So she was like, how dare you? And ran at the Cherokee, but then she fell into the pit like a big old weeb. I mean, honestly, though, they probably did a really good job of disguising it. What if, what if she did the whole reenactment that they do from a classic horror movie scene where she has one moccasin on, like two, and then one falls off? Yeah. So then she has to hobble. And she's all like, oh, my God. And she's got her head turned. Yeah. Because the, they're after her. Yeah. So she can't see. And then she trips and boom, right into it. That's true. That's very true. We don't I know. mean, that's the classic style, though, of a horror movie. It is. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. So once she fell in there, the tribe surrounded the pit and shot more arrows down into it because they, like, legit just didn't know what else to do. A little titmouse, which... By the way, did you say tit mouse? A tit mouse. What is what is? Well, it is not a mouse with big old boobies. Damn, that's what I was looking for. It's a bird. Oh, and I literally just learned that this week because I was like, a tit mouse. Okay, homeschooling. A tit mouse came by and started singing, heart, heart, heart. The Cherokee took that as a sign and started aiming at Spearfinger's chest, but their arrows just kind of shattered against her skin again, like they were. Because of this, they thought the titmouse was a big, fat fucking liar, and they cut its little titmouse tongue out. And then it was, like, forever known, they're forever known, I just said that, anyway, that, for, for, like, in Cherokee legend or whatever, that the titmouse couldn't be trusted. But it wasn't that it was wrong, really, because I will finish telling you. Please, go ahead. After that, a little chickadee 
I did not look that up. I'm assuming it's a bird. I think it's a, a chickadee. I would bird, assume right? a chickadee is a bird. Well, it came and landed on Spearfinger's right hand because it knew that her heart was not in her chest, but located in her hand that she always kept clenched, which is all, also the hand that she had the spear, the speary, the spear, finger the made finger. of spear, you know. The finger. The thing she's named That is made of spear. So she didn't keep it in her chest. She kept it in her hand and would clench her hand all the time. And then I'm assuming you guys can't see me, but my fingers, my pointer fingers out. Cause that was her spear finger was her pointer finger. Mm-hmm. And she, so like her heart was like all up in her palm and she would like clench it. I don't know why it was located there. That sounds like a really cool medical anomaly that should be in the mother museum, but I digress. If I was spirit finger, I would accidentally hold my hand clenched like that. With your, that spear that finger, finger and kill and then, yourself. And then I'd kill myself because I'd get excited and it would, I would think of a, a liver and it would start to grow right. and I would penetrate my like own a, heart. And I'd be like dead. you'd get like a spear finger erection and then. It, yeah. And I would just go, I'd be dead. Yeah. Chickadee landed on her right hand. The Cherokee noticed this and they started aiming for her hand and were actually able to basically slice her hand from her body with the arrows and then because of that spearfinger collapsed into a pile of stones dead as a rock <laughs> get it Bada dead bang. as a rock oh <laughs> uh, i i like to think that like as she died she was probably moaning for livers like livers the liver or maybe she was singing her liver song but she's not going to eat them though. Livers. Like, so, yeah, I don't eat them. Livers. I don't eat them. You got the wrong one. The titmouse was right. Or, I don't know. Once Spearfinger was defeated. Okay. The Cherokee tribes cheered loudly. This caught the attention of who? Stone, Stone Man. Who peered through the trees to see what was going on and saw Spearfinger's right hand mounted on a post as a warning. Well, that probably didn't make caveman. Cave, caveman? Stone man? Stone man. <laughs> I mean, he might have lived in a cave. We don't know. Stone man. Now I forgot what I was going to say. That, that might have made stone man angry. Or, because yeah. like, maybe that was the only friend he had. They like to eat livers <clears throat> together. I don't know anything about stone man, though. Okay. Well, do you want me to tell you? No, I'd rather just assume. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> stone man. So I wonder if if Stone Man and Spearfinger do do they walk kind of slow? Because they're yeah, stone. You because they would be heavy and stuff, right? But like I think in that book by Sandra Muse Isaacs, it said something about their footsteps sounded like thunder, which I would kind of oh, get yeah, because it'd be like stone. heavy and stuff. But it makes me wonder though how long it took her to get to. The where they do the chestnuts, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Because I wonder if she, like she was just all the time very close by, yeah, because she couldn't walk very far, right? Probably that's what it is. And, well, and and one thing too that I didn't mention earlier is she could shape shift. So sometimes she would shape shift into like like she would eat the liver from a kid or whoever, and um then she would like shape shift into them oh. to, or into like family members and stuff. But she can only do it. From what I remember and what I understand, which could be incorrect because memory, you know, if her victim died, she couldn't shapeshift into them. But if they were still alive, she could. And so then sometimes she would 
kind of like infiltrate the the tribes or villages and, and families within them by looking like one of their loved ones. So in a way, it kind of like, from what I understood, it kind of created a little bit of like distrust and stuff because you never know knew when someone might be spear finger or not. I'm thinking that there was probably like maybe ways that they could try to tell somehow. Well, I'm sure there's probably ways that they would have or tools that they would have in order to identify Uskasheti. You know, like yeah. the shamans probably did. Right, right. Which we don't know anything about what tools they used. Yeah. So, and when you think about it too, like if someone shape shift into you, they're just looking like you, but they might not speak in your mannerisms mm. and stuff like that too. So maybe people could kind of catch on but it still is scary that like she would gain access to your house or whatever by looking like those people but i think her favorite was to look like the little grandmotherly type which honestly i kind of get and yeah, that you're innocent and that's also why i don't believe that she had yellowish skin and stuff like that because that would be like a major you could tell her who she was right away mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion and maybe it wasn't <laughs> like maybe i'm being too literal with the yellow maybe i'm thinking like bright yellow like you know, X-Men kind of looking thing. Maybe it was more like jaundice. Yeah, show. yeah, maybe. Let's get into Stone Man. I'm excited. I actually find Stone Man a little bit more interesting than Spearfinger. And you will see why. So, other than humans, Spearfinger only had one enemy, which was Stone Man. He had similar abilities to hers, but he was stronger. He also ate livers, so they were kind of like competitors. Hmm. I could have sworn I read somewhere that he ate everything, like all the organs. But when I went back to like try to find that to verify what I was thinking, I couldn't find it. So I don't know if I just imagined that or what. So I'm not sure. But we know he definitely ate livers at least. Livers were popular back during that time. Yeah. Everybody was getting on that liver train. Livers. I eat it. So Stone Man, like we said earlier, is also one of the Dushkashetti. He is said to be in the form of an old man with stone skin and a shiny magical cane. He would use this cane for many things, but mostly to find humans to eat. And he would do that by like pointing it in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And then he would sniff the end of his cane. <laughs> I don't know. That reminded me of like smell my finger. Yeah. Yeah. He would point it around and then he'd be like. And if it smelled like humans, then he would know that was the way to go. If it just smelled like mountains, and he'd be like, yeah, it's just mountains. No big Was mountains. it a specific kind of stick? Like it, a, from a specific tree? It in my in my research, and I did not like specifically research the cane, it didn't mention it didn't mention that. Yeah. It, it said it was like a shiny, like I think it was made of stone, but like a special shiny stone. Mm -hmm. So it had special powers. But anyway, so his his cane being able to like use that to sniff out humans, it made him hard to avoid because his cane was kind of like a guide dog in a way yeah and and he was always hungry and i get that <laughs> totally <laughs> understandable like spearfinger he was hard to kill because of that stony skin mm -hmm. but he did have one weakness do you want to guess what that is i'll give you three guesses children no not a bad guess though berries no. <laughs> um, an animal of some kind. No. Oh. Okay. But those were all very good. Okay. So what? What was his? Uh, what was his thing? What do you like? His weakness: mm. menstruating women. Oh hell yeah! Hell to the fucking yeah! Yeah. Man, you should be afraid of us. 
So when the Cherokee heard that stone man was on his, on his way in their direction because someone had kind of like scouted him, uh-huh. they consulted their medicine man and he told them to gather seven menstruating women, have them strip down and stand along the path that stone man was approaching on. Right. As stone man traveled, he passed the first woman and was like, yeah, yeah, grass. He did not eat her or her liver. I wonder if this is a metaphor for what, man? It, I mean, white Republican men. <laughs> See, this is why I find him so interesting. Okay. And it's not, it's not that Spearfinger isn't interesting. It's this whole thing cracked me up so much, but also like made me like proud in a weird sort of way i don't know do we make you uncomfortable yes, the fact that i can bleed for seven days without dying does that make you feel any type of way stone man okay so he passed the first woman and was like yeah he didn't eat her or her liver and he kept on going then he passed the next woman and was also like yuck dude each time he passed one of them he became weaker and weaker because you know pussy power he had to pass through seven levels of hell, of his of, own personal hell. Of his own personal hell. Yeah. By the time he got to the fourth woman, he was vomiting blood. Because you why know, not? Why not? Then he got to the last woman who had just started her period. So she was like super powerful <laughs> with her womanly ways. Right, her right. Uterus, rocket, rocket. Did her she uterus... do the deafening dying blow? Well, I don't know. Yes, I do know, actually. What the hell am I talking about? He got to the last one. She just started her period and it was extra gross to him. So he fell to the ground and blood was just pouring from his mouth. That's when the medicine man came up and drove stakes through stone man and it pinned him to the ground. He, it was like made from a certain wood and I don't know why I didn't write this down. And I was going to look up if that had special meaning, but I didn't write it down. So never mind. You guys can do your own research on that. Where was I? Yeah. The stone man got... Oh, yeah. The pinned med- by the shaman or something. The medicine man mm. put the pinned him to the ground with those wooden stakes like a vampire. And then the Cherokee people piled big old freaking logs on top of them and set them on fire. As that fire was burning, Stone Man began to talk and sing livers. I, you know, <laughs> that's not what he was saying. <laughs> Basically, he was like, Stone Man was a super skilled hunter and mm. knew all these secrets about hunting in the mountains and stuff so we started spilling the beans on all this stuff Mm -hmm. so the the cherokee people gathered around taking in as much knowledge as possible from him and then as he became weaker you know his his voice became weaker and he eventually turned to ash when the cherokee people began cleaning up the mess they found red paint and a magic stone which makes me wonder if his little cane kind of turned into this whatever stone the medicine man kept the stone Probably, it probably had healing powers or something, I'm thinking. And then he painted the people with the red paint. And it was said that with whatever the the people prayed for while they were being painted came true. So, yeah. like, if they want, if they were, like, praying to have a good harvest or praying to become a very successful warrior or a very good hunter mm-hmm. or really good at basket weaving or whatever, as long as they were praying that while they were being painted, painted with a special red paint, it would come true to them. So that's basically the story of Spearfinger and Stone Man. And it's interesting how they both had different ways to, to die, like to be killed. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And yeah, it doesn't didn't say like whether he kept his 
heart in his hand or anything. I don't, I mean, they were different types of Duchesne, but they had similar qualities. Like, you know, they both liked livers, mm -hmm. obviously, and they were both had the stony kind of qualities and everything to them. One thing that, like, I'd mentioned that, like, usually the, the Duchesne would, like, in your episode, you mentioned they were kind of like neutral and stuff like that. So it's like, it's hard to really think of these two being neutral because they sound so horrible. But then there is good things that came about it. Like with Stone Man, he ended up telling them all these things about their way of life that would help them. You know, he started kind of, you know, as he was dying, he told them all his, his secrets and his, I guess, tips and tricks for hunting and different stuff like that. So that was able to help them. And I was trying for the longest time to kind of come to my own conclusion about what Spearfinger taught and it might have said in that that book might have given more detail to it and stuff my conclusion is it made them come together like the different tribes and stuff because they literally all had to work together together to kill her that's my takeaway from that one was it taught them to work together as i mean they're all cherokee but they're from different tribes and villages right and, stuff. and even then if you have different tribes you're going to have different belief not beliefs but like different structures to work and right and different. civilization and how you do things and absolutely anyway that is my story, my all, story. all i gotta say though i mean the power of these beautiful naked native american women to be able to mm -hmm. kill a mythical creature with their bleeding vaginas is the most amazing fucking thing in the world yeah and one thing too while while you're bringing that up Sandra Buse Isaacs had made mention about how scholars and stuff have tried to equate the fact that menstruating women were so gross to him because it was like lifeblood and stuff like that. And she was like, well, that's a very like Anglo-Saxon way of looking at it mm -hmm. that actually, and I'm probably not wording this correctly and stuff. So I apologize because like we mentioned before, we are not native and stuff, but it, it, it was almost like they viewed that as not as menstrual blood as disgusting, but like your body cleansing itself. So right. it wasn't necessarily like life blood <clears throat> or whatever. Anyway, there's that little tidbit of information that I. So as it about. cleansed them, it also cleansed him and he was already yeah. a negative yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily negative, but yeah, kind of negative entity, you know. Yeah. And so cleansing, when they cleansed, he cleansed, and every step he took... Made him weaker and weaker. Made him weaker and weaker. It's like it cleansed that power from his Yeah, and maybe strength. that's what compelled him to speak the truth. Yeah. So, you know, he, he was finally himself, like whatever... Right. You know, right before he died or whatever, so he felt compelled to... <clears throat> One thing I am a little bit confused about is there's a lot of legends that say that they're still alive and stuff. So I'm like, do they, do they reincarnate? And that, that goes for like all Dushkachetti. Like I'll have to do some research on that. Do, do they kind of come back to life in some way? Or is it like every, you know, 50 years or something? I'm pretty much probably thinking it's like, it could be really anything. It could mm -hmm. be rejuvenation or it could be like, think about the vastness of how many gods and the stories of gods from vast religions, right. Mm -hmm. And different ways they've died and came back to life or yeah. the whole process of it. Sometimes those deities are seasonal. That mm -hmm. might also be something that 
the Native Americans took to heart too. It might be like a seasonal, yeah, uh, Uskasheti, which yeah. I don't think so, but it could, it could very we well be. But this. like, just think about that principle, though. You have so many mythologies of gods, even mm-hmm. of their stories and how people celebrate what stories were and you know that the native americans probably passed down these stories at festivals or gatherings with big groups of people and that's how the word got out about these stories right you know so it's kind of like that same principle so if you think about that that's that's vast yeah like how many spirits the native americans have and the stories are probably just as vast as anything else and if it's it could be like seasonal or maybe it's like there has to be an event that like triggers them to come back to you right. know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah i mean really when you think about it in my mind they would kind of be immortal yeah that's what i would or assume. at least physically they could die but like then come back and i guess that's i don't know freaking whatever i can't i can't brain but that's my episode i mean it was pretty cool i liked it yeah i like spear finger too i just i don't know i kind of i liked them both and i didn't know anything about stone man until i started researching spear finger mm-hmm. and everything so uh, there's probably a lot more details that could be told and researched about and stuff mm-hmm but I didn't get real deep in it. It's awesome. I love stories like that. That's great. So you guys let us know what you think about these. If you know any details that you want us to know or to talk about or any corrections, I'm totally down for that too. Because I know I probably don't have everything 100% correct. Um, if you have any other stories you want to tell us or, you know, freaking just saying hi. You can do that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yep. Our Instagram is... At do you have space for me? And our email is do you have space for me at gmail.com. The coffee. Thing. You you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash do you have space. Yep. Yep. Share, like, comment, subscribe, whatever rate, you do. You know. Rate, review, listen, don't listen. I'm getting sleepy all of a sudden. (laughs) We're glad that y'all are here, but now you got to get out of my house. Thanks. All right. We love you. Take care. Bye.